Jesse Thorne here, proprietor of MaximumFun.org. Look, we had a great time in the Poconos and everything, but there's no way we are forgetting about our annual trip to Lake Arrowhead here in Southern California. So, unless the world ends first by Mayan prophecy, MaxFunCon West will be held May 31st through June 2nd, 2013. Join us for a showcase of elite stand-up comedy performers in the woods, plus informative classes and talks from some of the best creative minds in the nation. If you've been to MaxFunCon before, get ready to reunite with your old friends. And if you're a first-timer, get ready to make a whole ton of new ones. Registration is now open at MaxFunCon.com. So act fast. MaxFunCon pretty much always sells out. We don't expect this year to be any different. Remember, go to MaxFunCon. Hello and welcome to International Waters. Sitting in for Jesse Thorne, I'm your host, Cameron Esposito. One of the great debates in music snobbery is over the question... Where punk rock got its start? British rock aficionados insist it was in England's pubs and art galleries with bands like The Clash and The Sex Pistols. Another camp believes it began in the U.S. at CBGB's with The Ramones and The Talking Heads. Today we will be officially answering the question, which nation is more punk rock? We'll be pitting comedians from both countries against each other in a pop culture quiz. How is this punk rock, you ask? Well, at the end, we're all going to give the finger to a picture of Ronald Reagan. <laughs> I'll be moderating this contest from Jesse's luxury recording yacht. In order to more effectively evade authorities, he's fitted it with retro rockets that have allowed me to leave Earth's atmosphere. I'm currently adrift in an uncharted part of space. If you listen closely, you can hear the hum of a black hole. That's sucking all nearby matter into oblivion. Oh, and uh, for all you science pedants out there, this is a special part of space where you can hear stuff. (laughs) (laughs) So today, playing for the nation where Kesha hangs her filthy, filthy, disease-riddled cap, it's a writer and comedian that can be seen regularly at the Upright Citizens Brigade Theater here in Hollywood. Let's welcome Eliza Skinner. How are you, Eliza? I'm I'm doing very well. How are you, Cameron? I'm doing great. How's my radio voice going so far? It's great. I would have no idea what you look like if I heard your voice. I would be picturing somebody completely different, which I think is the quality of a good radio voice. That's right. Yeah. <laughs> I did drink a bunch of coffee to try and deepen it and kind of have it that that damaged. I'm always going for that damaged kind of scratchy <laughs> lived through it. Yeah. And yeah. It, and who knows what it is that I've lived through. <laughs> also for the nation where amber grain comes in waves is a stand-up comic you know from the Nerdist podcast and his own podcast. That's a new one, too, which I'm excited about. Let's welcome Jonah Ray. Yay! Hey. That is me. Those yeah. are correct things you said you have, about me as a person. You have many podcasts. I have two. Yes, I that's two. I think yes. that officially counts as yes. many. In but the Jonah United. Radio is my pet project. Yeah, I'm, I love it too because it has my name in it. You can't deny it. Can't can't fire me. Can't fire Ronnie James Dio. And thank <laughs> God that you are named that. Yes, I, I mean know. Jonah podcast is a worse name. Than Jonah Ray. Yeah, I thought so. And yeah. yet, Jonah Ray can be easily changed into Jonah Radio. Exactly. So there's a lot of excitement there. <laughs> 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 and we'd like to also welcome our uh, 
our uh, team from the UK. How's it going over there? <laughs> it's all right. That Guys. was an ominous pause. Our work, yeah, we'd like our to welcome our worst team. Our yeah. cousins. <laughs> No. <laughs> Before you guys got on, I was referring to you as the Europeans. I think that I like that. that do you it's like that cool. or not? I yeah, can't well, uh, yeah, I feel like a sort of um, feel cosmopolitan. Warmer. Yeah, God, that would be nice. I refer to you guys as those types. Yes, sure. That yes. is also accurate. Yeah, we all put on like a little newsboy cap, and we did a we did a, a sort of amble about when we were talking about you. Amble, I believe that is a British word. Uh, so playing for the country, where Morrissey first learned to mope, is an award-winning stand-up comedian you can currently see on the UK TV show Impractical Jokers. Let's hear it for Roisin Kennedy. Roisin, how are you? How how what what? How are you doing over there? I'm very well. I thought you said, how far are you? I thought, I don't know, miles? <laughs> yeah, well. I'm very well, thank well, you very much. I'm excited. Do, do you feel ready for uh, for quizzing? No, but, you know, I'm, I'm just excited to be invited. <laughs> that's right. And when opportunity knocks, we have to go, whether or not we're ready. You know, that's, that's right. I think we've all learned that. Also for Great Britain is a comedian, writer, and actor who's appeared on The Now Show, his own sitcom, Cabin Pressure, and now he has a BBC radio sketch series, John Finnamore's Souvenir Program. Of course, I'm talking about John Finnamore. How are you doing, John? Hey. Hello, I'm doing very well, thank you. Yes, and how's the new uh, BBC radio sketch series going? Uh, it's it's gone. It's all it's all recorded and and, and broadcast now. So uh, now we're waiting to see whether I get to do any more. Uh, listen, <laughs> I personally am backing you as you continue this venture. <laughs> I don't have any Thank money, but that it's with support that is emotional. I hope for your sake it turns out my show isn't awful. You know, <laughs> could be. No, <laughs> listen to your voice. It's going to be great. I'm sure you have lots of other characters that sound similar or different. <laughs> that is the slogan of the show. I hope, I hope some misunderstandings happen. Yeah. Hope so. yeah. To hilarious effect. Oh, yes. I'm crossing my fingers for wigs. <laughs> Radio wigs. Radio wigs. Implicit yeah. wigs. Yeah, I mean, it's Actually, all that's about not what a bad the... name for a show. <laughs> Radio wigs. Yeah. No, it's wigs. great. Yeah. Or a punk rock album. Well, we, <laughs> True. I will consider broaching that subject with Jesse when he gets back, changing the name of this podcast and show to uh, Radio Wigs. <laughs> Radio yes. Wigs with Jesse. Yeah, I like it. And it is, it's W-H-I. Oh, Because it's like, <laughs> about, the it, in the historical context. Yeah. We're going to start the show with a little pop culture warm-up we like to call What's the Story? I'll be asking our panelists questions about a variety of recent cultural events. They'll be awarded two points for correct answers and one point for any incorrect answers I personally think are funny. <laughs> so you have to really have studied my sense of humor. Since buzzers would draw the attention of the black hole, I'll ask each team to choose a buzz-in word that best represents their country. So we'll start with our American folks. What buzz-in word would you guys like to use? Uh, I, I, I would say something like, uh, fish sticks or tater tots. That Ooh, feels like American That is to distinctly yeah. American. Let's, let, but we got to make it short, so let's so just go for tots. 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 Yeah, tots. Okay, tots, tots is approved. That's good. Uh, and in the UK, do you guys have a buzz-in word that you would like to use? Bzzz. <laughs> 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 yeah, that's a British noise made by uh, British how beans. British. British wasps. Uh, <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Yeah, sums, up, sums up the nation. Obviously, yeah. the crown, uh, the coat of arms is, is two wasps holding up. A hornet. So, uh, no, no. We, we, um, how about, um, sorry? <laughs> excuse me. Yes. Uh, uh, sorry format. is approved. Uh, excuse me's good. Yes, because you can do that in a variety of tones, yeah. can't you? We can be polite or we can be a bit passive aggressive. Yeah. Excuse me. Yeah. Well, may I suggest then that we just go with skews? 
That is not very British no, at all, no. it has to be we, said. We, we both got our backs up immediately. <laughs> oh, you won't, you won't do it. You won't bend to the American sense of it. Hey, listen, you guys, it's your own funeral. If you want to go for the two-word combo. There's an apostrophe before the skews, just to let you guys know. To make this proper. <laughs> um, Bellend? Bellend. <laughs> I don't think I'd answer many questions if I had to shout bell end before each one. I think I don't have quite that confidence. No. Well, you guys got, seem of a mixed mind. I'm going to assign you a twiglets? word. Uh, twiglets? Of... We're going to say twiglets. Twiglets? That sounds racist. <laughs> that does sound a lot. Like it's no, it sounds adorable. It sounds like... more about your interpretation of twiglets, really. It sounds like a hybrid... I think it's the way you said it. Don't project onto me. Twiglets are a horrible <laughs> British snack. They are very unpleasant. They're uh, sort of like pretzels, but way worse. Yes, and, and long straight. and skinny. See, and you only have with this well, or... I want to continue with the rest of the quiz. Not that this banter isn't fantastic. <laughs> I would like to uh, make sure that, so for the American team, it'll be Tots. Uh, for the team in the UK, it'll be uh, a hybrid Disney character known as Twiglets. <laughs> <laughs> and we are ready to go. This 2012 music video recently became the most viewed YouTube clip. Tots. Tw- and that is Jenna for the American team. Size Gangnam Style. That is correct. It is Gangnam Style. The Korean pop video was uploaded in July of 2012, and in November it became the most viewed video of all time, which means your mom will be forwarding it to you in about a month or two. (laughs) (laughs) So that's one point for the American team. It's America. Yeah. I mean, who doesn't? We do. Actually, uh, it is two points for a correct answer. So that is two points. And, of course, Lindsay in the booth correcting me on points. Also keeping our points, uh, keeping track of our points. So thank you so much to Lindsay in the booth who makes this all possible. But since uh, the video is so funny and we didn't say something necessarily funny, can we get the funny points on top of that? <laughs> Just by referencing that the video is funny? Yeah. Yeah, they do that. No, dance. I will not yeah, approve that. And then there's all the parodies. Nope. <laughs> <laughs> Although if you personally on your Facebook page want a link to other Gangnam Style parodies, I will go back and uh, add a point after the show is sure, over. Give me so a you week have to, to go home. Yeah, you have to. <laughs> I prefer Klingon Style. That's my favorite parody. But so the Americans off to an early lead, and we're going to go to question two. This former stand-up comedian was named by Forbes magazine as the most overpaid actor in Hollywood. Twiglets. Yes, the UK. Let's hear for Roisin. Uh, what, what do you have? What do you know. have there? What's I'm just going to guess. Eddie Murphy. Oh, could be. So can I ask you a question? Were you suggesting that as a possible funny answer? Because <laughs> <laughs> that is correct. That's the correct <laughs> answer. Oh, right. okay. yeah, I mean, he only wears prosthetics. He doesn't really act. <laughs> yes. He just sits <laughs> inside things. But he just him. sits in plastocene. <laughs> He's more of an armature than an actor. Yeah. And people come and arrange the expressions on yeah. his face. How many fat women can one man play? I am going to give you an extra point for thinking that was a funny answer, but actually having it be a correct answer as well. I don't Uh, think we've that point, but we're happily taking it. We'll take the point. Can we take away points just because it reminded me of the movie Norbit? I I, I think Rasheen was being deadly serious. She had her serious face on. Oh, did she? Oh, yeah. Listen, I, uh, I'm just judging on voice, oh, and no, it seemed make... to me... Oh, but that's because we always sound a bit ironic. Oh, that's God, a, that's just our curse. That's exactly voice. right. Eddie Murphy, yeah, I Eddie Murphy. <laughs> that's, I'm, yeah. I thought you were maybe holding a chicken. Were you holding a rubber? <laughs> or I don't know. Perhaps you were on the set of The Office, the British kind, when you said that. We sort of practically, yeah, we are. That's our curse. Uh, that's right. The most underpaid actor was Nicolas Cage, who will appear in any film for a hot meal and a handful of beads that were blessed by a shaman. <laughs> <laughs> we're going to go on to question number three. 
This 2012 movie recently became the highest grossing movie of all time in the UK. Oh. Eliza. Oh. For the American team. It's going to be. Uh, Dark Knight Rises. Oh, boy. Yeah, I knew. Wasn't I didn't, even I sh- released in 2012. I know. I shouldn't have waited. I, sh- I mean, I should have waited. <laughs> it was released in 2012. It was released in 2012. Well, uh, but okay. I, 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 I missed the in the UK. I would have gone for, I don't know, like, a, is there a Rupert movie out now? Yeah, there's know. always a Rupert movie. Uh, we're on Rupert 16. Okay. <laughs> uh, Rupert has a lovely cup of tea and a sit down. Uh, it's very good. <laughs> Big at Christmas. Uh, the UK, do you have a guess? I Rupert. S- I mean, I'm going to go Skyfall? with Rupert. Sorry? Skyfall? Oh, yes. <laughs> got to be, hasn't it? Yeah. Was it basically the same film as The Dark Knight anyway? It's yeah. Just <laughs> it's just exactly yeah. the same thing. Just mental. I'd say The Dark Knight. I'd say uh, Skyfall, but I think John's still going with the Rupert. I am definitely going for uh, Rupert Hughes <laughs> and Tut's Testony, <laughs> which is next year's. Well, John, thank God Roisin is also on your team because that is correct. It was Skyfall. Rupert was robbed. <laughs> the previous record holder was the Rye Comedy... A complex misunderstanding where a man is dressed as a woman and also class issues are involved. (laughs) (laughs) I don't get it. (laughs) I'll explain it to you afterwards. It's terribly funny. (laughs) Oh, thanks, man. That's really appreciative of you. (laughs) That's all right. Anything I can do for my Australian friends. (laughs) On to the next question. A 67-year-old woman recently struck up a conversation with which multimillionaire on a New York City subway? Tots. Yes, Jonah for the American team. She was talking to Jay-Z. Oh, yes. That's right. Two points for Jonah and the American team. (laughs) Jay-Z, the artist. The artist was filmed taking the subway to his last concert in Brooklyn for a documentary. Many rappers, actually, I don't know if you know this, have interesting ways of getting to gigs. Like Chris Brown, for example, is carried everywhere on a wave of public hatred. (laughs) And rightfully so. That's true, yes. In the UK, what do you guys think of Chris Brown? Do you know of our, Seems like uh, a really nice man. Of our most hated? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, he's my pen pal. No, I'm, I'm not. Do you know Chris Brown? I Chris, don't know Brown. Chris Brown, he beats up uh, Rihanna. Oh, does he? He oh. sells records. Well, I don't like him now. Yeah. Yeah. For, for a living. Out. For a living. In that order. Yes. I went to school with a Chris Brown, but I imagine pretty much everyone did. Did he beat up Rihanna? <laughs> At that time, he, he, I think he beat up me a couple of times, so it might have been the same guy, yeah. I mean, we shouldn't joke, but we should. We shouldn't. Yeah. He was in Dublin recently, Chris Brown, and he came on stage and he said, good evening, the UK, and they booed him, even Ooh. though they'd bought tickets for a man who beats up a woman. But you get the geographical location wrong, and that is a... That was the last straw for them. That was for them. They're like, I can deal with this other stuff, but how dare you? Well, I will no say way the lines are drawn. <laughs> well, of course, Chris Brown is rich, and so we can't blame him for anything that he says or does. Uh, but I will continue with our final question of this of this segment. Lindsay, do we have a point check on this? Wow, U.S. is at four, U.K. is at five. So this is quite literally for the segment. Crikey. Here's our final question: What gadget? is to be made in the U.S. for the first time since the 1990s. Tots. Yes, Jonah. <laughs> iPhones. Rage! No, I'm not... No way. Yeah, than in China. I mean, it made Maybe me laugh. No way. No, 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 no. That might be right. That's that dry humor that I'm I was trying not... to pull off. Twiglets. I mean, it's... 
I'm going to give you one point. Right. Thank because you. it's Mac computers. Right. So, yeah. ish. I mean, it, it compu- What did I say? You said iPhones, which is technically a you tiny know, computer. Remember those iPhones from the 90s? Yeah, oh, exactly. They were really big and they were colorful and they were Mac computers. I'm not sure what the problem <laughs> you here is. You had to plug it into the wall. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Seinfeld always had an iPhone. It all makes sense. <laughs> iMac. I did look at you incredulously, uh, but I am going to give you the one point for being uh, half smart. That's how I get by. That's the name of your album, right? Yeah. That's smart. right, though. Mac computers are going to be made in the United States for the first time since the 1990s. Tim Cook announced that Apple will be spending $100 million on moving manufacturing to the U.S. by the end of the year. Thanks to American engineering, the new computers will feature a disc tray that doesn't open, a keyboard with keys missing, and a pre-cracked screen. I'd also like to add that they'll all be dusted lightly with crumbs. <laughs> <laughs> That's what I've been saying for a long time. Bring the suicide rate back to yeah. America. <laughs> That's yeah, right. Exactly. <laughs> now we'll have Americans jumping off of buildings. Yeah. That's right. Less social security in the future. Am I right? <laughs> so at the end of the first round, our scores are exactly tied for Jonah and Eliza here in the U.S. Five points. Lead. I don't know what I was For Roisin and John yeah. in the United Kingdom. Five points. How are you guys feeling here in the United States? I am very thankful that I'm on a team with Jonah because I, I would have just answered Dark Knight for all of those <laughs> questions. True. I should, too. I just watched it for the first time last night. It was a great movie. <laughs> and in the UK, how are you feeling about the deadlock that's currently going on? Really horny. <laughs> yeah, I, I can confirm that. I, I don't think that means the same thing just, there that it means yeah, here. I think it just means it does. Uh, it does. It means yeah. the same thing. Oh, okay. Oh, All right. I thought you guys okay. used the word so brandy. Sexually aroused. You're no, feeling sexually horny. aroused? Sexually aroused, horny. Yeah. Okay, yeah. That's what a stalemate does to us. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, I love a woman that's turned Denise on by having... gratification <laughs> and, you know, make do and mend and compromise. We just get off on all of that stuff. <laughs> no, one, no one lost. I mean, that, well, that's why we like soccer so much. You know, you get no score draws. It's brilliant. That's true. <laughs> no score draws. <laughs> And now it's the time on the show that we welcome a special guest. This week, we're pleased to welcome a writer and comedian whose work you may have read in New York Times Magazine or in uh, Rolling Stone. And she's got a new book called Friend Keeping, a field guide to the people you love, hate, and can't live without. Let's welcome to the show Julie Clam. Thank you very much. So, Julie, I... All of you. We were noticing from your Skype uh, photograph that you're a dog fan, Yes. Uh, love yeah, dogs? I, I do dog rescue, and um, uh, so that is why I always have thousands around me. I wrote two books about dog rescue. One was called You Had Me at Woof, and the other was called Love at First Bark. <laughs> so a lot of my dog work was um, uh, I, I kind of acted like it was I had to do it for, for work, but I really can't say no to dogs. And so that's why I was going to ask you, because I, I know that you previously have written about dogs, and I know you've written about your childhood and then now you're writing a book about friendship what was the inspiration there for keeping this important topic in your thoughts and uh, in your writing uh, well the thing was I had written the two dog books in a row and then I was sitting around one night with a group of my friends and I realized that none of them had ever peed on my rug and I felt like because of that <laughs> I should write friends. a book about them yeah, I thought they That's deserve a, a book too <laughs> they, they deserve a book more than some of the other uh people in my life. So, um, but really it was sort of, it had struck me that people don't really talk a lot about adult friendships as much as they talk about kids friendships. And so 
I decided to delve into that. And that's where it came from. And somebody that you mentioned in the book is a friend of yours called Jancy, who I think you actually have been friends with for a very long time. And you met on a hayride. Yes. What kind of outgoing and amazing person are you <laughs> that you have made lifelong hayride friends? <laughs> oh my! Well, we went on the hayride and we we bonded in our joint hate of the hayride and the experience. <laughs> it was like we were at at this Vermont uh, sort of square dance party with all of these. Everybody there looked like they were in a Ralph Lauren ad, and um, there was Jancy, um, who's from. New Jersey, um, you know, Irish, New Jersey, and me, Jewish from New York. And we had sort of like a, a negative bonding where we were in, you know, uncomfortable and uh, felt out of place and, 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 you know, sort of fell madly in love. She was working at Rolling Stone and um, I was working at Pop-Up Video and we were both sort of insanely uh, into pop culture and, and, and we could, you know, have a hundred thousand conversations a day about Madonna. So that was, um, that was the beginning of that. And then we, you know, we've stayed friends now and it's, I'm at that age where I say it's, this is not somebody I've known my whole life and I've known her for 20 years because I'm 108. Um, <laughs> so that is, so yeah, that's Jancy. And yeah, she's written about me in her books. I've written about her in my books. Um, and we continue to stay friends so that we'll have material. <laughs> that is a really interesting type of friendship, though, that I, I also have as well, are those friendships where you initially bond due to mutual dissatisfaction with what's currently going on and being able to relate to each other on that level. I look at and go to a party and I try to find a person who has the look of horror on their face that <laughs> then I can... Right. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> exactly. I also recently moved from the Midwest to Los Angeles, and I will say that it has been interesting trying to get to know people here, especially as an adult, you know, when you move somewhere for school or for a job that is uh, finite and not just talking to people at bars uh, at night through a microphone. Uh, I think it's, it's a lot easier job. to... <laughs> yes! Yeah. Because um, uh, I am also a stand-up comic, which is... I think that's what that job is, right? Yeah, talking, no, Talking into a microphone... Uh, yeah. Um, sometimes at a comic book shop. Yeah, yeah, sometimes at a comic book shop or basically wherever we'll have you. Dog park, uh, basement uh, with poor insulation. Do you um, do hay rides? I have no idea what a hay ride is, by the you way. Know, John's been trying to mime one at me for the last five minutes. <laughs> I have, and I've only got a very hazy idea. Yeah. So it's been a pretty crazy mime. Oh, is there something lost in the translation? Yeah, wait, please wait, explain, I, Julie. I'd love to hear what Roisin thinks a hay ride okay, is. It's, it's, a, it's like somebody has a track. A tractor. Somebody has a tractor and then big wagon attached. Uh-huh. Big wagon. Is that is yeah. that translating? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. And it's filled with prickly hay. Right. Uh, you know, that hay. I'm 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 now acting as if I don't speak we don't speak the same language. <laughs> and then <laughs> right. you put it in it. Right. In the hay. Yeah. Right. And the tractor driver drives everybody around <laughs> in that. Right. And I you think, call it a hayride. You I, go up to five miles an hour. And and I think that the people that were enjoying this particular hayride were very drunk. And that was part of the reason that Jancy and I were not getting it. Right. Um it, we were we were just both feeling things stick, pricking into our backs and, and that's why the other so, people probably anyway, got in it. That, <laughs> they want to feel things pricking into that, their sure, backs. Yeah. The back of a <laughs> And I suppose being very drunk can add an element of danger. 
can add an element of danger, excitement, uh, interest, um, you know, definitely. (laughs) And I think another important point about a hayride is that there is uh, no destination. That would be another great point. (laughs) You just go around in a circle. Yeah. We used to have but Roisin, that, we used to have milk floats in this country. We had uh, people who delivered milk had these sort of little battery operated sort of free-wheeled cars. They're called milk floats <laughs> and we'd get on the old milk float. I mean, it wasn't as romantic as a hayride, but you know, we had a laugh. <laughs> I would like to disassociate myself from the last anecdote I've never been on a milk float in my life. Float. Was really? that a thing? Yeah. Okay. <laughs> all, all got, you know, you're not allowed to now in case you get killed. <laughs> Such is life. <laughs> wow. Was, was there a particular season for milk floating? No, they, they, every... <laughs> because here a hayride is often in the fall. Anytime is milk float time. Anytime. They just live out. They drive Anytime. like three miles an hour <laughs> and then you just jumped on the back of it and sat next oh, to the I see, without... Yeah. Without them knowing. So it's more of a DIY thing. It wasn't like a wagon. <laughs> they had like three crates behind them. They knew when a child got on. <laughs> You know, you have just confirmed everything we already thought about the UK. Well, you, yeah, well, your hayride your hay did ride. pretty well in confirming what we thought about you. So. Perfect. <laughs> Two words, yee-haw. <laughs> but, Julie, I want to get back to uh, what was my question, which is, you know, moving somewhere as an adult and trying to make friends, honestly, I think is a huge challenge. And what are your tips and tricks? How do you make friends as an adult? Oh, gosh. You know, I, I mean, I think that, it's it's like you have to do what you normally do. I think doing anything that's sort of contrived is very difficult. You know, I think when you're an adult, it's little kids have a much easier time. Little, little kids, when my daughter was, you know, like a toddler, she would pretty much find anybody who was her height and that would be enough of a bond for them. They both, you know, we can't speak. We put things in our mouths. Let's be <laughs> friends and that would work. Um, then, you know, then they're in school. Um, together and they and they have that opportunity and then I think in life you know you're you meet people with that you work with or you meet people who are parents that you're associate with or people that go to your dog park or whatever but um you know it's it's tricky and I feel like a lot of people get to a point in their life where they're like not looking to make new friends you sort of feel like you don't have enough time for the ones that you already have and so um you know, your people are sort of, uh, you would maybe feel odd going up to somebody being like, Hey, do you want to be my new best friend, you know, at 45? Um, but, um, you sort of meet people in your, in your way. I actually made a friend online at a bagel store. It was, the line was taking so long. We could have probably had, you know, a full on four year commitment, but, um, but you can, you can meet people anywhere. Um, I think a lot of us are very close to it, or maybe I'm, that's just me. I think as well. Sometimes people want they think you're gonna who you think you're gonna like and who you end up liking are so different. You know when people say to you, "You should meet my friend. She's exactly like you. You're gonna really like her. She's exactly like you." And I always think I'm gonna hate her mm-hmm. if she's exactly like me. Like yeah. you need to meet exactly. someone who's the opposite of you sometimes, and you can't. It's like chemistry, isn't it? Oh yeah, and you introduce somebody to someone, and if they like them too much, that's bad. And if they don't like them enough, that's bad. So, that's that whole. Such is life. I've written about that, a chapter in my book about three way friendships that very hard, very, very difficult situation. Um, But, uh, um, very hard things to convince people to do, too. (laughs) It has to just happen. Yeah. It has to just be in the moment. 
<laughs> well, Julie, thanks so much for all your words of wisdom, and we're happy to have you on the show. And uh, because your book deals with friendship, we're going to take you out of your comfort zone, and we're going to have you ask the panelists some questions about some of the famous feuds from 2012. So are you ready to ask some questions, Julie? I am. Question one. Which song did Kate Winslet diss with the following comment? I'm going to do a bad British accent. Oh, great. <laughs> I do feel like throwing up every time I go into a bar. I'm not doing it. In a hotel oh, where good. there's a live piano. Or into a restaurant where they're changing their music according to who walks into the door. It's thrilling for people to surprise me with that song. Tots. Oh, we have Eliza here for the American team. What is your answer to that question? My heart will go on. That's correct. Uh, <laughs> oh, man. I, I would feel the same way. I mean, imagine being haunted by that song everywhere you go. Oh, I know. And all the money you're counting while thinking about Gross. that song. <laughs> it's no, better than the song Kate pretty... Winslet brought out from the other film. Did she? That one. That sounds awful. <laughs> it was really bad. She sang a I song. Think... What's it feel? I, I mean, I'm not going to remember. Da, 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 da. Yeah, I remember. And our dreams are gone, yeah. like that. <laughs> I felt like it, it had to either be that or Dirty by Camille. Actually, <laughs> that's right. So, so My Heart Will Go On by Celine Dion was the song in question. I also want to read you guys uh, what Celine said in response, because it's pretty great. <laughs> Can you do it in a Celine accent? In a Canadian accent? <laughs> um, I can't. I Well, I mean, I, I don't know that I'm going to sound super Canadian. French I am, Canadian. Don't ever think it, I am give it a good go. getting thinner. Yeah. I am getting thinner, and I'm now attracted to much older men. Yes. That's that's just a headspace yes. I'm in right now while I'm Perfect. in Vegas. Find your ticket to Vegas right actress. now. It's good. If she feels tired just hearing it and, like, throwing oh, yeah. up, I'm glad she was not the one singing it. Oh. Yeah. Oh. Slam. I don't know. Uh, I'm not it sure that seems the... like a slam on herself. Yeah, it seems yeah. like she kind of hates yeah. that song too. Uh, Everyone yeah. must hate it. It's it's tough to hear. You're telling me. Yeah. <laughs> I do have to say though, I'm a partial judge on this one because I'm a huge Celine Dion fan. Really? And I'm not Celine kidding Dion. at all. Straight up? That's not what I would have guessed. I think I, she's the most I positive woman you ever <laughs> if you watch any interview of her, she's oh. so positive. Yeah, I love her. All right, so Julie, if you want to read question two, that'd be great. This one has no accents involved. Oh. Um, Mad Men's John Hamm started a feud with this U.S. reality star when he implied in an interview that she was talentless. Jenny Beef. Tots. <laughs> oh, didn't, 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 sorry. <laughs> <laughs> so long since we answered the question, right? we've forgotten our word. Sorry. Yeah, I'm going to give a point to the U.K. Did you say Jenny Beef? Yeah. Meat Wars. Famous meat wars. Do you not have them over there? <laughs> no, not yet. We have many other wars. We have cupcake wars. We have storage wars. Right. Uh, and hillbilly hand fishing. Hillbilly hand fishing. <laughs> That's not really a war, I Duck guess. dynasty. I mean, yeah, hillbillies right. are at war constantly. I will say, though, it's a great guess because what a great person to be involved in a feud than Jenny Beef. Yes. Exactly. Nobody yes. Could, could have more problems in their life. Yeah. Or uh, Everybody got a beef with Jenny Beef. Yeah. That's right. <laughs> yeah, Jenny Beef with her what? <laughs> She didn't stand a chance. So the, I, will, I will give that to the UK. However, the answer is actually Kim Kardashian. Which I was going to answer correctly. Yeah, we, yeah. Had I not, he, did, he did tots in. I'm sorry. I didn't really realize we were playing by the rules, uh, that we weren't playing by the rules. I, yeah. Well, listen, if you forget to answer your word but instead yell Jenny Beef, I'm always going to go in favor of that person being well, the winner. That is definitely worth going for the rest of the quiz. I think they should also get a point for saying uh, we did tots in. 
I just like the idea. That's a verb now. We touched in. Come on, we touched in. My finger was hovering on my tots. My fingers are always hovering on my tots. It's a real problem. It's making me very uncomfortable. So the answer is Kim Kardashian. Now, that is an American-centric answer. UK, you guys can get an extra point right here if you tell us what you think the UK equivalent ah. for Kim Kardashian is. Who's Kim? Remind me about Kim Kardashian. I've heard she's, the name, um, but I don't she's really got a reality know. Reality TV show. Oh, from the only ones I, Amy Childs. I, am, I envy you so much. Needing to be reminded who Kim so Kardashian I'll just, is. So I'll, I'll throw out some words, and you can tell us who this describes. Really have, none of our reality stars have made that leap that she has. Like all our reality stars are still uh-huh. scratching around. So Tom Stoppard. <laughs> I think that's probably oh, the keeping up with the stoppards. I think because uh, he writes, he, there's jokes in some of his plays, uh, and uh, yeah, I think that's probably that's probably it. Yeah. I mean, some of the best ways to, to describe Kim Kardashian, uh, she has an ample behind, and so she's Stoppard. also a national joke. So I think you're still right with Tom Stoppard. Yeah, I, right, think yeah, you've, yeah. I think you've gone ahead and nailed so with Tom Stoppard. Right on track, yeah. All right, we can read the next question. Okay. Uh, question three. Madonna seemingly spent most of 2012 feuding with this individual, sniping things like, I love her, or now I should really do the British accent. I love her. I do love her. Imitation is the highest form of flattery. That's Madonna. Um, you know, she has that fake British accent. But, um, <laughs> yeah, so who is she talking about? I love her. I do love her. Imitation Tots. is the highest form of flattery. Twiglets. Tots. 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 <laughs> I'm going to give uh, That finger is really hovering now. <laughs> <laughs> Lady Gaga. Yeah. Yes, that is correct. It is Lady Gaga. Or Lady Gaga. Lady Gaga. That's beautifully yeah. said. Baby Gaga. <laughs> hey. Yeah, they had a... Uh, I thought it was Elton John at first and that she was being real cheeky with the <laughs> I love her. <laughs> like, oh, way to slam him. Uh, <laughs> it all got a bit all about Eve with him, didn't it? Sort of. Yeah. Really, really supportive. And then I think Gaga, that song where it was literally exactly the same tune as Express really? Yourself, sent Madonna batshit. Right. And she just started going on stage and just sort of slagging her off in front of an auditorium. It was, Come on, you know, save that, save that runt for Facebook. Absolutely. <laughs> Absolutely. Well, in the end, yeah, we have really, appropriate channels for it now. In the end, yeah. they're both horrible people. Exactly. So. In the beginning, too. Yes. <laughs> horrible people with great pop sensibilities. Oh, can you take out, please? <laughs> so uh, Gaga also responded by saying, "I don't even want to fight back because it's more important to me to keep writing music because that's what I really care about—the music." And my new film project, Desperately Seeking Susan 2, Susan's Bogus Journey. <laughs> <laughs> uh, That's uh, great. Gotta love the bitch who's like, I'm not even going to answer that. Uh. <laughs> I don't... That's always the worst person in any yeah. <laughs> any argument. I'm not even going to dignify that with an answer because oh. I don't have an answer. <laughs> I feel like she probably also added that response. <laughs> okay, this one is, which sweary... TV spin doctor stabs Nicola Murray MP in the back in the latest series of The Thick of It. Twiglets. Twiglets, that's... um. That's what I've got to say, it, and I'm enjoying it. Oh, uh, yes. Because I basically turns out I know nothing John. about pop culture from either side of the Atlantic. But I know this. Uh, that is uh, Peter Capaldi's character, Malcolm Tucker. There's wow, no funny, congratulations. There's no way of making that... I can't I give a funny gym. fake answer to that because it's just, you know, the name of the guy. I saw him in the gym the other day. Did you? Yeah. What was he up to? 
Just running. Running? Yeah. Running about. Running about on the old treadmill. Right. And I was looking at him, and I really wanted to swear, which he must be so tired oh, of. Oh, God, yes, that would be the equivalent of the heart will go on for yeah, winter. Because yeah. this is a character who's famous for his elaborate swearing. Uh, it's by the same guys who make Veep. I don't know how popular Veep is in America, but... Um, oh, oh, yeah. Armando okay. Anucci. Yeah, exactly. Right. So the scores from this round are, for the US, four points. From the UK... Three points. Yeah. I was we doing some did, quick we, math. We would have got that Kim Kardashian point. You should have got it. I mean, we really are. <laughs> <laughs> we I fell. We, that was unearned. <laughs> you should. And also feel bad about Jenny Beef. This is like Florida all over. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, and you're that um, woman with the scary hairstyle. <laughs> what was her name? Americans, you know this. <laughs> Americans scary answer hairstyle? me. There's so many people you could be talking about. <laughs> Sorry, I've become a little. I'm going to go with Stevie century. Wonder. Um, <laughs> <laughs> thank you, Julie, for reading those questions so beautifully. Our panel of showbiz experts, they are ready to pitch you a potential new project. Whatever project you are pitched right now that you like the best, that team will get 10 points. Mm. So uh, okay. we're going to have the UK team go first. Uh, well, um, uh, mate, I'm all it's over time this. for the. Uh, I mean, this is time for the biography of Jenny Beef. Surely, the woman has her story's not been told. <laughs> it's time Perfect. someone uh, chronicled the life and times, the ten years on the submarine, the. Uh, well, she, you know, and then that famous the time she went to bit, um, the early sad stories. Oh God, that was awful. Which we won't, you know, they're not that they're not that funny, but there's cupboards involved. Yeah, and uh... and her original, her, her, her actual real name was Jenny Lamb, but she hated her <laughs> family so much she changed her name to yeah. a rival meat packing family's name. Yeah. I mean, we're we're on tilt here, guys. Um, <laughs> <laughs> so, John, you're proposal is for Jenny Beef. Roisin, do you have any sort of different input? What, like, a great book deal that you think uh, Julie should try and, and grab? Do you have any other ideas? Yeah, I think she could do a, a, she could do some fiction about a podcast uh, where uh, where people are on different opposite sides of the world and then one by one we all start turning into rabbits and she doesn't know why. <laughs> no, no one would believe that. So, so- no one, but that's... What- <laughs> A, a bad I would buy that craftsman blames their tools Julie you have to make it believable <laughs> alright okay. right, and so here English for the uh, US team thank you okay so we've got we've got a from Roisin we've got a podcast turning to rabbits Rabbit the old pod. the old wives tale that we've heard so many times and then from John we've got a biography of uh, Jenny Beef uh, formerly Jenny Lamb and then here on the US side Jonah do you have a pitch for Julie uh, it's a, uh, it's a children's book, uh, slightly autobiographical, uh, about a, a little character named, uh, Julia the Clam. Julie, can you say hello? Hi, I'm Julia the Clam. And, uh, the adventures of Julia the Clam are amazing as she gets dredged up from the Atlantic and is in a whole new world of, uh, different types of seafood. She gets to, uh, encounter, uh, Larry the Lobster. I'm Larry the Lobster. You gotta know what you want. That's the only way to get it. And of course, uh, Carl the Crab. <laughs> if you, you wait and hang out long enough, uh, stuff comes to you. You know what I mean? And through uh, Julie's adventures of uh, the Sea World, she really finds out what it means to be a clam. And it just—it's a—it's a beautiful story, and I really think it'd be really good illustrated. Well, that is a first of all, what wow. an impressive. You can't compete with that. 
amazing. group of character voices provided <laughs> by, by Eliza. Unfortunately, Eliza, you still have to give your own pitch. Oh, God. Uh, well, uh, so Jonah's, so Jonah's pitch a, a children's book about Julie the Clam, as written by Julie Clam. And uh, Eliza, what is your final pitch for Julie? All right, well, I was thinking maybe a friend book for dogs, but I feel like we have you've covered both of those things so well. Um, so I'm going to go with maybe a young adult series about nice. a cat who's caught in a triangle between a, uh, uh, a Boston Terrier and a Pomeranian. They're both fighting for her love. She has to choose which she wants to be with. You can string this out over three books. I see, there's a, I see movie possibilities in it. Uh, people are going to love it. So a story of interspecies love. Exactly. That forbidden fruit. Mm-hmm. <laughs> well, but so, Julie, just, are there what, any... What other... would the cat sound like? <laughs> I'm sorry. I can tell that, that you, none of you guys are in the book business because there was no, there were no vampires in any of these stories. Uh. <laughs> That's what I was going for. <laughs> well, I think the clam was implicitly a vampire. Yes. <laughs> all right. All right. So do you? Yeah, and and Jenny Beef's uh, years in the crypt are well known. So, of all of those ideas, which of these do you think is most viable? Think about mine a bit more. Good advice. Children's books always sell. Also, would have a funny voice. Think about mine a bit less. (laughs) (laughs) You're more likely to go for mine if you don't think about it at all. So, just let your mind glide over the surface of it, and uh, but also think. Well, probably that first guy said something funny. The clam. You've got to go for I, the clam. Or, no, it's, a, it's obviously the clam. I thought I'm a, I'm, I'm well, Julie, what is your... Yeah, of course. So you're going for the clam. Yeah. I'm sorry. Wow, yeah. 10 points for the U.S., leaving them with 29 and the U.K. with 8. But hey, guys, it was a great and hard-fought round by all. I want to thank you so much. <laughs> One more time, Julie. well behind, we which is where we like to be. We can be plucky now. Exactly. <laughs> we, we're gonna, we can keep a stiff upper lip. Uh, we're in our comfort zone. Exactly. <laughs> I've heard that about you. Noble, dignified, and behind. Yeah, and I'm going to lose atrociously. But my God, we'll do it with dignity. <laughs> well, thank you so much, Julie, for being on today. We really appreciate thank it. Thank you so much. Thank, Thanks, thank Julie. you very much for having me. You're all wonderful. Thanks, Julie. Thank you. So, again, that was Julie Clam, and her book is called Friend Keeping, A Field Guide to the People You Love, Hate, and Can't Live Without, and you should pick that up. And, guys, we will be back in just a second. It's International Waters. I'm Cameron Esposito. Today we're playing with our UK team, Roisin Connady and John Fenimore. And we're also playing with our US team, Eliza Skinner and Jonah Ray. We're going to take a minute now for a round called A Word from Our Sponsors. We're going to play each team two clips from famous commercials that ran in the opposing country. Once the clip's finished, we want you to identify the kind of product and give us the brand name for an extra point. Are you guys ready? Yes. 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 So the first one is for Team USA, and it's from the British TV advert from the early 90s. The scene opens on an elegant society ball. The ambassador's receptions are noted in society for their host's exquisite taste that captivates his guests. Sign of good taste. 
That's how you do it. <laughs> <laughs> um, so it's elegant. It's yeah. fancy. I'm I'm leaning towards it's so, biscuits, right? <laughs> you're gonna say that for everything, right? <laughs> probably. <laughs> you're probably because I was leaning towards like, is it a cologne? But like, that's too. There's no real brands, you know. I think it's. Yeah, I don't know. Maybe it's because the holidays, but I I feel like it's like, like. Uh, the fanciest the, of... Yes, the, the, the finest of wafer chocolates. Oh, you know? my God. This is amazing. Right, this is amazing. Go yeah, you're so warm. You're so warm. You're <laughs> That's what we're going for. That's what we're going for. That's our answer. That's our answer. Wafer chocolates. <laughs> you're going with the finest of wafer chocolates. <laughs> yeah. It's so close, but I can't give it to you. No, 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 no. Biscuits. Biscuits. It's wafer chocolate forever. No, she said biscuits first. Wafer chocolate biscuits. All right, all right. Is it a wafer or a chocolate? Ferrero Rocher is a wafer chocolate. Wrapped in gold oh, foil. It's it's then it's that. <laughs> I mean, I mean, yeah, we mean this. Oh, that is true. Well, enough is it, to tell you. Uh, first of all, Roisin, I can't believe you're crossing ranks, and thus it's that dealing with a psychic, pulling a bit of a Benedict Arnold yes. inverse. Yeah, yeah. I'm just really impressed. Yeah, you think that's a wafer chocolate? I mean, I, I, mean, I, I know. I do, and it, I've it, got through. She, they seem to know. Things, <laughs> and I can tell you exactly what they are. They are. A and you would say it's a way for chocolate with Nutella in the inside, wrapped in gold foil that that adds makes it like ten pounds rather than it should be like two quid. Yeah, I mean they're horrible. That's that's why they have to go. So. They're amazing. <laughs> Uh, okay. <laughs> yeah, they, they, yeah the... but they're not the ambassador. Of it's always us. They're called Ferrero Rochers. Yes, they are called Ferrero Rochers, but I was under the assumption that they were chocolate balls, and therefore not wafers <laughs> at all. Well, there okay. is a wafer in there that's covered in chocolate. It, yeah. And I, if you would like to show me a round wafer, I will they wait right here until <laughs> you get that wafer, that okay. round I'll go out and buy like a Ferrero Rocher, and that's what you see. serves them. The ambassador's not going to serve chocolate balls. He's going round <laughs> holding them, going, here's my round wafer. This is yeah. my big piece of resistance. What Round wafers, that's why. I mean, I've got no reason to say she's that's right. That's why it's because right. it's hard. <laughs> it's hard. Anyone could do all a right, flat we get wafer. The points all the- wow. I actually, I would like to subtract one point from all of you for your <laughs> cheekiness. <laughs> I thought we were supposed to be I cheeky. I, I, I Sorry. subtract points from you for being so mean. <laughs> <laughs> the answer is Ferrero Rocher, and I would like to uh, go out of my way to commend Rochine for her honor. Uh, okay. However, Fast a wafer still cannot be round. <laughs> so we get a point then? Zero points. Oh, what? come she... on. But it's every, okay, okay. you know what? You do your job. Yeah. <laughs> okay, UK, the next no. one's for you guys. And as an extra help, just so you know, it's hosted by a lizard with an Englishy accent. We'll be the judge of that. <laughs> so what is this reptile advertising? Another good thing about <laughs> is they've got, like, real live people working there 24-7. So, like, say you need to right? A real person will be there to help you. Then you can use to <laughs> <laughs> You want an English muffin? They literally hand you a toasted muffin with butter and jam. Oh, tasty. That's a a complete dramatisation, of course, but you get my point. 15 minutes could save you 15% or more on... Car insurance. Could be. Wow. Yes, correct. Wow. And do you have any idea as to the specific brand? It's going to be the ones. Who's the one? You know, we've got the the little animals who do the voices. Who are they? 
know. <laughs> you know the what are they called, Colin? You know the oh the different? meerkats. The meerkats. Yeah, meerkats.com. Uh, okay. So there'll be something like uh, that. Maybe yeah, something that wraps a pun on Churchill, on or Gecko. Churchill Insurance, or something like we, that. We don't know the company, but my God, we got insurance. I've got insurance. Considering you had muffin as a throw-in at the end, I saw what you were doing. Yeah, and, and that's insanely close. The, you're very close. Yeah, and I, don't, I want oh to, the idea of a pun on the name. Oh, gecko, that's lizard, 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 Eddie Lizard, Eddie Lizard Insurance. Icky one holding. All right, well, it, uh, I'm going to give you one more. So, one more second. Are there any thoughts as to which particular type of reptile that might be? Oh, crikey. Salamander. Iguana, oh, gecko. gecko. I'm just repeating myself. Oh. Gecko.com. You said it. You what said it. it? Oh, we said it. Okay, we're going to go for All right, gecko. well, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to call it here, but I am going to give you the point for car insurance. And, of course, that is the Geico Gecko. I mean, wow. That is Geico I mean, car insurance, and it is advertised yeah. With a gecko, proving that Americans will trust an actual lizard more than they will a human insurance salesman. <laughs> the odd thing sure. about that voice he was doing, though, which was actually very good, but it's the, uh, for us, that's the voice, you know, that's gangsters, that's sinister. Danny Dyer. Do you have that's, Danny Dyer uh, you know, don't, uh, can't, don't cause a fuss <laughs> yeah. or nothing will happen yeah. to you, my friend. You wouldn't trust yeah. that person at you all. You would not buy car insurance or anything from the guy who's going, don't worry, I'll make it all as simple as pie, you know? We have to have ambassadors for <laughs> our chocolates. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> well, uh, like... I'm not sure if you guys know this, but we, uh, like our families on Christmas watched the movie Snatch and Lock, Stock, and Two Smoke right, and Barrel. Yeah, it's a family that's who fair. I'm thinking of. Yeah, I had the picture book when I was a kid. Ray Winston. You had the picture book of Snatch. <laughs> 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 yeah. I have a, I have a magazine. <laughs> <laughs> it's a different type of Okay. I have that magazine as well. <laughs> Your turn again, U.S. Uh, this ad was part of a long-running campaign in the U.K. in the 1980s, and the TV footage was of a man interrupting a couple who seemed to be having a date in a restaurant. Always the same restaurant. Yeah, I thought we had this thing under control. What? Can we afford another scandal? Even the children have started to ask questions. I'm sorry. You wouldn't happen to be Italian. Yes, him. Opera lover? It's always Italians. Has she talked offshore investment yet? I think we should um, leave before the paparazzi get here. Which one's the kitchen? I don't know why I let you do that. Because that's... You serve better. <laughs> <laughs> I love you. So do you guys have a guess? <gasps> what? As to what that was an advertisement for. I, I mean, it sounded like they... they started boning at the end yeah. there. And then she um, was still surprised at the end of it. I don't know yeah. why. Let's do it. But they said there was, there, there was the, are you Italian? That makes me think, I don't know, coffee? Yeah, I'm thinking coffee too, because it also sounds like that old coffee. Bang, you got it. Oh, yeah, 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 that we're re- you, replacing you, you, your... Do you your, get, what? <laughs> okay. We're, now we're talking about uh, yeah. You got coffee. American team, coffee you is correct. Coffee. Yay! Do you have any guesses as to a product name? Uh, I mean, I want to say Maxwell House because that's what it was here, but yeah. it, but that's not Italian-y sounding. What would be the so, best kind um, of blend if you had a blend of coffee? Yeah. And you had to and give you're it an award. It award. What kind of blend? Italian would you say? roast? No, no, yeah, an no, award. No, you're going to give it a medal. In the Olympics and the medals, <laughs> you would give it Italian. Roast I mean, coffee. stop if we're patronising you. I won the Italian in the Olympics. What would you win in the Olympics if you were pleased of yourself? A gold. What would you fucking gold. win? <laughs> gold medal. <laughs> Well done. <laughs> and what was, it, what was the second word we already had? Remember that? Okay, so gold. Yeah. Gold roast. 
No, what's another one? Goldblend. Yes. Goldblend. It is called Goldblend. I also have never seen two teams work together <laughs> quite this after hard the Ferrero Rocher debacle. We're in this together. <laughs> we're in this together. We're and there's no the way they can terrain. win at this point because of our ten-point lead. So I got the script for this last night and I actually watched all of these commercials. Okay. Now, now UK team, do you like these commercials? Do you remember them? The Anthony Stewart oh, head yes. from Buffy the Vampire Slayer. Anthony Stewart head. It's Charles from the Buffy. Dude. He's like the. The seer, or the, the trainer, or whatever guy. her yeah, name is. That was what whatever he was most is. famous for uh, uh, before Buffy. It was like a rom com, a long. It was an ongoing. Yeah, like over, advert, years, over years, over years, and every uh, six months they would get fractionally closer to what. From the bleeping, it sounded right. like they climactically <laughs> achieved at the end of that advert. Yeah. Although I don't remember that one running. Yes, and actually, those adverts were recently named the most romantic TV ad oh. of all time. Oh, I thought you were just going to say most romantic TV of all time. Yes. <laughs> they were good. They were great for ads. We had another advert called the Bisto Family and it was just a family, and when it got cancelled, people went crazy. They're like, wow, why are you cancelling the Bisto adverts? We've been following this family for decades. <laughs> it was like a, a, a really, really small soap opera. Yeah. Yeah. It was just like a 20 years. revolved around gravy. <laughs> just them at dinner going, hello, Mum, where's the gravy? <laughs> oh, this is my favourite time. I still wonder what happened to the, the country croc couple. Oh, oh. the hands? Yeah. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. That, I, I hope they're together. A horrible know. gardening accident made them too <laughs> ugly to perform in that the commercials. That is definitely our <laughs> we had We had margarine uh, commercials that were just two hands around a tub of butter, and they were clearly in a long-term relationship. We saw them over <laughs> years. Yeah. I, I think we saw them propose, maybe, at one point. Yeah. Um, but we never saw the people. Exactly. Oh, my God. Just the hands. Uh-huh. One time I didn't recognize the female's hands and I got really upset. <laughs> Those aren't mom's hands. That's a hands. different oh, mom. Man hands? What are you You're doing? You're not my real margarine saleswoman. You can't tell me to go to bed. All right, this is the last one for you guys, UK team. This is an American commercial from 2012. It may have even run in UK cinemas, but honestly, it's such gobbledygook that we still think it's a challenge to name what it's advertising. So let's hear the clip. Your life is your life. Don't let it be clubbed into dank submission. Be on the watch. There are ways out. There is light somewhere. It may not be much light, but it beats the darkness. Be on the watch. The gods will offer you chances. Know them. Take them. You can't beat death, but you can beat death in life sometimes. And the more often you learn to do it, the more light there will be. Your life is your life. Know it while you have it. You are marvelous. The gods wait to delight in you. Perfume. Baked beans. <laughs> <laughs> Buy Higgins's toilet paper. Um, Perfume. It's got to be v- a it debit card, sound. some sort of Visa yeah, card. Something aspirational. It's got to be something. Yeah, it's aspirational. It's something that you don't need, so they can't show you what it actually does because yes. it does nothing. So they just sell you the promise of the gods love you and shit. Um, it's nothing. It does it's more nothing. than you would think. A car. Ooh. I'm gonna th- I'm gonna throw you a guess there. It does more than you would think. I mean, a it does car. one job. It drives. The, the, and it also is not depressing. It's not so a, de- it's a Swiffer. No. It's not a <laughs> dishwasher. Crikey. Uh, uh, what does it I do? Do any yeah. other guesses, UK? iPod? Sorry, we can't help iPhone? you. Like you iPhone? Us. No, I'm. Oh, is it booze? Whiskey? 
that is one thing. It does one thing bloody well. <laughs> um, Cocaine. It's... The gods love you, and this is your reward. So yeah. it's jeans. Ah. It oh, is a Levi's commercial. I thought it might be, but then I was like, no, this is too weird. But I remember there was that weird thing. It was like photos of, of like teenagers dancing oh, in the street. Oh, yeah, running around, right? Yeah. I'm sorry. I was not confident in my guess on you that. I would have really helped, helped you guys. That's all right. Well, unfortunately, the UK did not pull that one together. But in their defense, nobody could have. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that was a weird commercial. I liked it. <laughs> I'm gonna. It's changed my life. Yeah. I'm gonna wear those jeans and find God. These jeans fit good. <laughs> Happiness. <laughs> Hello, Thor. <laughs> so the scores are: the American team currently has 21 points, and the British team currently has nine points. But I've got news for you because the final round. The winner of this round, they will receive 1,000 points, oh. making all prior rounds completely irrelevant. You guys weren't actually trying, were you? Man. Luckily, okay. no. <laughs> Honestly, I would have phoned it in entirely until just right now. <laughs> so this game is called In Defense. Each team will have 60 seconds to leap to the defense of a cultural force that is widely considered to be bad, weak, or sucky. The best defense, as judged by me, will receive the points. For the UK, you'll be defending the full English breakfast. <laughs> Consisting of fried bacon, sausage, egg, bread, blood pudding, and baked beans. The full English breakfast is a great way to challenge your colon first thing in the morning. And did I mention the blood pudding? <laughs> UK... Defend the full English breakfast. You have 60 seconds starting now. Well, this is easy. This is, you haven't even picked a bad thing. You've picked a fantastic <laughs> thing. Now, I know, it, you know, I know it's difficult for Americans to uh, try to get their head around the idea of eating a lot of bad food. For, you know, that why, <laughs> why would you ever do that at breakfast? Because obviously you just have uh, your slimline little breakfast of pancakes with syrup poured over them. But, uh... It's protein-heavy. It's God's answers to hangovers. It's, yeah. amazing. it's not called blood pudding. We call it black pudding. We, we don't like to pudding, think about so what it's think made about of. The blood. We call it black pudding. <laughs> Um, it's amazing. It's the nicest thing to eat. It's protein heavy, so it's like Hollywood ready. If you don't have the bread, it's it's fine. You can eat it all. You can eat it all, even if you're, you know, not wanting to be fat. But also do eat the bread because fried bread, bread is lovely as it's unbelievable. It's yeah. delicious. It's gorgeous. Mm -hmm. It's one of the best things uh, about breakfast time. A good it should be on our flag. It should be on our flag. <laughs> <laughs> egg on our, egg on our and flag. And you guys have about yeah. five seconds. <laughs> Little Union Jack made of baked beans around the, for the red and and, uh, uh, and so on. <laughs> we um, and that is we your time. support the breakfast. Yep. <laughs> we don't need to need 60 done. seconds. Let's see. I'm starving. <laughs> Man, we better get cake. Oh. <laughs> 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 Full English breakfast is the... Okay. Yeah. For the U.S., you'll be defending cable news. Ugh. Networks like Fox News and MSNBC devote 24 hours a day to news, even though each day does not contain 24 hours worth of news. As a result, they rely mostly on opinion. Stupid, stupid opinion. Defend we, cable news. We live in a busy time. Us Americans are hard-working 
Americans. We mm-hmm. do what we can when we can. And sometimes the 10 o'clock or the 11 o'clock or the morning news doesn't work in our schedule because we're too busy trying to make money to support our families. That's why 24-hour news cycles make it so we can tune in whenever we want and get the latest updates. And we need thing. We need. it used to be you'd give us facts and we have to make our own opinions. We don't have time for that. What I need is a main line of opinions. Give me opinions. I don't have to make my own. Exactly. I can go out and, and, and work. I can provide for my family. I can make amazing movies yeah. like The Dark Knight. <laughs> we have no time to c- construct our own ideas. It gets fed to us, so we have time to feed our families. Yeah, yeah. Beat that rest of the world. Yeah. <laughs> but is blood putting us like it's, a, it's just a scab, Seriously. right? Seriously. Yeah. That's just really good. That's lovely stuff. Deep. It's really good. Yeah. You can get white yeah. pudding as well. There's no such thing as yeah. white blood. What's in it? Oh, oh gross. It's oh, coagula. I don't even want to think. <laughs> and that is your time. Well, in summary, the UK brought forth their argument in defense of full English breakfast by uh, vaguely calling Americans fat (laughs) and then mentioning its place rightfully on the Union Jack. Of course, the American team uh, mentioned the family, which we know worked very well for Republicans this year, uh, and also (laughs) the Dark Knight Rises, uh, which was, of course... Not pertinent to this at all, therefore making it a great argument for cable news, yes. which covers nothing I also of enjoyed importance the bit, ever uh, at all. Where, where Jonah started off by pointing out that we Americans are American. I found that very rousing. Yes. <laughs> Americans are hardworking Americans, yeah. and there's no other Americans like Americans. That's why he's going to run for Senate. They're the and best win. Americans in all of America. <laughs> Now I get to make yeah. my choice, and I will say that it was a hard one. But, of course, I am a Democrat, and therefore your family talk did not work on me, especially as a gay person who is destroying all families. <laughs> <laughs> I do, however, think calling another person fat always is a winning option, uh, and I would like to give this round to the U.K. No! So you traitor. <laughs> we will send you a case of our finest yeah. black pudding. <laughs> and thanks. Yeah. Yeah. Don't get it past custom. I believe it's illegal here. <laughs> Especially when it starts leaking. Oh, oh come on! <laughs> so I'm going to tally the points, and if I factor in the thousand and then carry the two... Shut up. It, it looks like the... It looks like our British team has won. So for this week at least... 2012, it's our year. It's still our year. Hey, UK, can you defend happiness? I know, I'm, so, de- I'm depressed. This point, Machine's enjoying it, but I'm I've just... I've gone back in time. I, I don't know what to do with victory. It, um, yeah. We'll just, we'll just, we'll just, you know, get depressed. Oh dear, this is a, a rather awkward. I, uh, <laughs> gosh. Um, well. So for this week at least, the British team is representing the best country in the whole wide world. Perhaps they can celebrate by playing the only video game they have over there. FIFA. <laughs> <laughs> Roisin, John, Eliza, Jonah... Thank you so much for playing International Waters. And you with the headphones, thanks for listening. I'm Cameron Esposito, in for Jesse Thorne. Goodbye. You've been listening to International Waters with me, Cameron Esposito, sitting in for Jesse Thorne. Playing were Jonah Ray, Eliza Skinner, John Finnamore, and Roisin Connedy. Our special guest, Julie Clam. Her book, Friend Keeping, A Field Guide to the People You Love, Hate, and Can't Live Without, is out now in shops and internets. The script was written by Jordan Morris, Tom Neenan, and our producer, Colin Anderson.